Chapter 16 of Sex Life of the Gods. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Sex Life of the Gods by Michael Knurr. Chapter 16 Loris left the wardroom and walked along the hollow, brightly lighted corridors toward the hospital where Detective Nolan Bryce was being kept a prisoner. He would be the tough one of the two, because his mental roots were still very close to the witchcraft-believing parents who had given him birth. Bryce was a Pennsylvanian. He was fairly intelligent, but like all Pennsylvanians, he had an unconscious closeness with tradition. He was of the type who would stoutly deny he was superstitious, yet he would refuse to walk under a ladder. How would he react to Lors's proposal? Would he, with typical Dutch stubbornness, tell him to go to hell? Or would he cooperate? It was a difficult thing to predict. Lors shoved the door to the hospital open and grinned at the spacer behind the desk. You've a Terran here, he asked. The spacer nodded and laid down the sheets of paper he had been ruffling as Lors came in. Yes, sir, we have one. He's in the care of Dr. Zulo. What are they doing to him? I'm not sure, sir. I understand he was in a great state of shock when he arrived. I would imagine they're giving him rehabilitative treatment. Lors grinned again. Apparently, the method by which they had snatched the detective had completely unnerved him. I'd like to see him, he told the spacer. Where can I find Dr. Zulo? I'm sorry, sir. Only authorized personnel will be allowed to interrogate him. I'm authorized, I believe. I captured him. I'm Lors. The young spacer flushed. I'm sorry, sir. I didn't know who you were. He pointed to the door behind him. You may go through there. Straight down the corridor until you reach the fourth ward. Dr. Zulo will be there? I think so. Thank you. Lors shoved the door open and walked down the long hall toward the fourth ward, not quite sure in his mind how he could spring the Terran from the hospital and get him down to where the scout ships were hangared. But it had to be done. If he failed, and they all ended up dead, or thrown into the penal colonies on Thista, the trade program with Terra would be set back at least fifty years. All the ground they had gained, all the knowledge and plans they had formulated, would be useless. They would have to start from scratch. The wrecked scout ship could be covered up, but the loss of Detective Lieutenant Bryce and Nicholas Danson would not go unnoticed, especially when Beth Danson spilled her story about the strange events that had gone on at the cabin. Of course, Terra would never be able to corroborate what she had experienced. Yet, they were on the verge of space travel, and they were a warlike race. They could cause all sorts of unnecessary trouble in space. It had to work. He had to get both of them back to the planet, even if it meant stopping a slug from an auto-rifle to do it. He reached the door of the fourth ward, and went in to look for Dr. Zulo. The man wasn't hard to find. 
He was the only person in the small anteroom. "'What can I do for you, First Spacer?' he asked. "'I'm Dr. Zulo.' "'I'm Lors.' For a minute they stared at each other. The doctor was a middle-aged man, with a weathered skin stretched over a rather aquiline set of features. His small, bird-like eyes were piercing in their study of Lors's face. He smiled thinly and ran a hand through graying hair. Lors, huh? You're the one who went down there? I was in the accident. In a sense, I suppose I'm the blame for having brought Bryce up here. You know him? Dr. Zulo's eyes narrowed visibly. Yes, at least I think I know him better than you people do. Then perhaps you can help us with him. When he arrived here, he was in a state of acute shock in which he was almost violent. He kept screaming about witchcraft and all sorts of Terran nonsense. We gave him as much treatment as we could under the circumstances, and he stopped acting like a wild man. How is he now? Numb. He's sitting on his bed in a special room and staring at the wall. He isn't out of his mind, is he? I don't think so, but he has had a tremendous strain and shock. It'll take a while. He isn't of the same structure as the other one. Lors sighed wearily. I'll see what I can do with him. Commander Zark has plans for him. Another switch? The doctor made no attempt to cover his disgust over the idea. An accident, I believe. From bad to worse, huh? Lors didn't answer him. He merely made a motion with his hand for the doctor to show him where the Terran was being kept. Dr. Zulo nodded and pointed toward a door at the far end of the ward. A blue uniformed spacer stood guard before the door. He clicked his heels as Lors approached. I want to see the Terran spacer, Lors said briskly. The spacer nodded and opened the door. Lors stepped inside and listened to the lock click in the place behind him. Nolan Bryce was seated on the edge of the bed, staring at the wall, but Lors did not believe that he was in a state of shock. He had the knotted jaw of a man who was firmly determined to betray nothing to his captors. He sat there, with his fingers laced together, hanging between his knees, his clothing rumpled and hanging loose from his broad frame. Nolan? Bryce swung his eyes to the first spacer, the muscles of his jaws working. I'll kill you, he said, with a horrible softness in his voice. Nolan, listen, I'm here to help you. You've done a lot of helping, spaceman. I know what you want, Earth. Don't be silly. I want to help you and Danson get back home. I don't need you. Shut up and listen. I'm risking my neck coming in here to help you. So you damn well better follow orders. In a minute, I'm going to call that guard in here, and we're going to borrow his uniform. Then we'll head for a scout ship and get you to hell back to Terra. Will that suit you? This is some kind of trick. Do you want to go or stay here? Lors demanded coldly. I don't have time to lecture you. I'll leave that up to your friend, Danson. Play it your way, spaceman, Bryce said tightly. Okay. Lors stood up and spoke through the door to the guard, 
pulling his auto pistol from the holster. Come in here, Spacer. The guard shoved the door open and came in. What is it, first Spacer? Him. The guard swung to look at Bryce, and, as his head turned, Lors brought the butt of the pistol down hard. The guard grunted and dropped heavily to the floor, his auto-rifle falling with a loud thud. By now, if everything was working out right, Danson should be on his way to the scout ship hangar. Lors looked at Bryce. Come on, Nolan, get into these clothes. Between the two of them, the stripping of the guard went fast. In a few minutes, Bryce was wearing the spacer's blue uniform, and he was buckling the black cartridge belt about his waist. He gripped the auto-rifle in his hands eagerly and looked at Lors. Hand me his helmet, he said. Lors picked it up and straightened to hand it to the Terran. Lors saw the punch coming, but surprise prevented him from making any move in his defense. Nolan Bryce's fist smashed into the side of his face with stunning shock, and he flew backwards onto the bed. Thanks, he heard Bryce snarl. Lors rolled off the bed and onto the floor, the force of the punch making his head reel. He heard the door to the room close, and the sound of Bryce's running feet outside as he staggered to his feet. You damned fool, he thought. You can't get off this ship alone. He started running after the Terran, drawing his pistol as he ran. End of Chapter 16 Recording by Richard Kilmer, Real Medina, Texas